You're listening to a podcast from Victory. Jesus is Lord over all. Learn more in week two of the Apostles' Creed. It's nice to be here once again, and I can't help but once again uh, unravel to you uh, the second installment of uh, our uh, series, Apostles' Creed. This series, Apostles' Creed, will run for the next five weeks. Our goal is to have a deeper and stronger foundation by looking back to our historic faith, resulting to certainty of what we believe and be equipped to face current cultural challenges and the reason why we would want to tackle this uh, topic because there are a lot of things that will confront us and will challenge us and I hope that we have uh, really uh, what it takes to face it without butting an eyelash and have the faith to really overcome the things that's not really of God and thus the word creed came from a Latin word credo which means okay I believe and this is uh, going to be the, what, the guidelines of how we go about certain things that threatens our faith. And I know that if you look at the world, there are things that uh, sounds right. But if you take a closer look, they're not from the Bible. It doesn't mean it's good. Okay? Or it doesn't mean that it's good, it's godly. And thus, I believe that this uh, topic that we have right now on the Apostles' Creed is not really what I will talk about, though this is going to be part of our message handle, but we will talk about God's Word. And I hope that after we're done here, and as we start our week, we will have the faith, amen, to face whatever comes our way. And thus, about a week ago, we talked about, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. It's amazing to see a God who uh, is powerful and yet went down to be one of us to what? To tell you that I uh, want to be personal. I want to know you. And thus, the reason why we trust God, because He first loved us. Amen. You cannot trust God if you have not experienced God's unconditional love. This is why I am forever grateful. That God has shown me that He loves me so much, thus I can trust Him. This is why when we confess the Apostles' Creed, we are simply what? Declaring that this is what we adhere to. This is what we believe. We know God's Word okay, is important. But our declaration should be, okay, our what? Our devotion to our God and no one else. This is why today I hope that you will keep track of my message because I promise you one thing. After we're done with this gathering, you will go out of this room with a new perspective. And when you have a new perspective, you see things differently. Am I correct? How many of you here are thankful the day that you came to know the Lord? You're not just involved in a religious mumbo-jumbo, but you know you have an encounter with God, right? And because of your encounter with God, you see things differently. You see your relationships differently. You see the opposite sex differently. You see your finances differently. You see your career differently. You see God's blessings differently. You see your love life, even though you don't have one, differently. Because at the end of the day, our understanding of who God is and His involvement in our lives will change the way you look at things. So let me say this once again. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the... Virgin Mary, he suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was? He descended to hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of? The Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the? The Holy Catholic Church. The communion of saints. The forgiveness of sins. The resurrection of the body. And the life everlasting Amen. This is why I just can't help but 
declare God's word through the Apostles' Creed because I do understand God's word. This will just be empty declaration if you what? If you don't know God's word. The reason why I'm confident is because I know that I know. And I know that whatever we are declaring, it is a reflection of our what? Of our understanding of God's word. The Apostles' Creed begins with a very significant two words. It started with, I believe. Because knowing about Jesus is just mere information. Knowing about somebody is just mere information. But knowing Jesus and believing what He did on the cross will bring transformation. This is why some of you here, you might uh, greet me, thank me, appreciate me, and probably uh, really pray for me. But you just don't know me. You know things about me. And a lot of us here, we think we know God. Unless you come into a place wherein you believe, and because of what you believe, okay, will influence the way you behave. This is why I just can't understand why people at times are just so fanatic about their relationship with God. Okay? But their ways are what? Contrary to what they know. It goes to show that they don't really believe in Christ. Because your believing will influence your living. And thus, I'm just thankful that I'm not here because I'm better than anyone else or I'm good, okay, and are probably somewhat righteous, but I'm a product of what the Lord has done in my life. Thus, I believe in Him, and thus it is influenced, or my believing in, uh, in Him is influenced by, uh, uh, really, or, or my behavior is influenced by believing in Him. And thus, I'm not here to demean other religions, but I want to uh, also give you a picture of how they view the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is what we need to talk about. Because the way we view Jesus Christ will greatly influence the way we live on uh, our lives. This is why, just like what I have mentioned, I'm not here to demean anyone or anything or any religion. But these are uh, certain examples I want to use and how they view the Lord Jesus Christ. For example, the Jehovah's... Uh, uh, witnesses that they believe that Jesus is Archangel Michael. Now I'm not here to tell them it's wrong. It's their call. But when you view Jesus Christ in that manner, you're somewhat limited in your what? In your faith. Because he's not a God. He's just an archangel. Do you understand? The same thing for the Mormons. I'm not against them. Jesus is husband of Mary and Martha. I don't know how, how they will explain that. But that will also influence the way you go about your relationship with Jesus. Okay? If you don't have a husband, probably you might adhere to this belief, okay? But uh, uh, that's not how the Bible explains who Jesus is. Same thing with what? With uh, Iglesia ni Cristo, okay? Jesus is the creature they worship. He's just a creature, not a, a God. And thus, this will also affect the way you live your life. Like the Hindus, okay? Uh, uh, Jesus is one of many demigods, I don't know why. I'm not here to judge anyone. But I want to show you how they view Christ. And today we will talk about uh, who Christ is and how we view Him. In Islam, Jesus Christ is what? A prophet. Isa, the oneness, okay? Sees Jesus as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I beg to disagree. One God, but three different personalities. And thus, this is a topic for another day. This is how they view Jesus. And thus, it will influence the way you live and behave. And... For the atheists, okay, they don't believe in God, but they believe that Jesus is just a good example. For the unbelievers, Jesus is good but irrelevant in today's culture. And if you believe in that, that Lord, I do understand, I do respect you, I do believe that you are God, but I don't think you can relate. You, can, you, you do understand my predicaments. 
okay, you will live and behave in the same manner. So isn't this, okay, amazing that when we go out of this room, we have a clear and a biblical understanding of who God is. That He is 100% man and 100% God, and I will further explain. But for now, okay, open your Bibles in John chapter 1, verse 1 and 14. Are you ready? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with? And the Word was? He was in the beginning with God. Do you understand that? A bit confusing, right? Okay. Let me say that once again. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Let's jump in verse 14. And the Word became and dwelt among, and we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen. It is only a picture that God is God and He's divine, that He what? He came into this planet. He did not wait for you to go to heaven in order for you to what? To relate with Him. He went down. And became one of us. So that he can relate to all of us. This is why Jesus is both fully God and fully man. He's not, what, 50% God and 50% man. The humanity of Jesus is as equally important as his divinity. Jesus was born as a human being while still being totally divine. He did not let go of his divinity. He was divine but he opted to be a man so that he can what? He can communicate with all of us. The concept of the humanity of Jesus coexisting with His deity is difficult to understand. Napakahirap po itindihin to. 100% God, fully man? 100% man? And 100% God? How is it possible? How do you do the math? I do understand if God is 100% what? 100 or, or, or 50% God and 50% man. But for Him to play both natures, I just can't understand pastor. And I will tell you why. Why He is 100% man? And why He is 100% God? I want to tell you right here, at the end of the day, Jesus, just like what John Piper has expressed, he's a pastor, Jesus is God with skin on. Nilagyan na ng balat. Because He wants to simply communicate the reason why I want to be 100% man so I can relate with you with my all. Isn't it amazing? He wants, he wants to relate with you. And the reason why he is 100% God, because he wants to tell you, I'm in control. I am not just partially in control. How many of you here are thankful that amidst of everything that's happening here in this country, you know that whoever will win in this coming election, Jesus is king. Yes. Amen. He's in control. No matter what will happen to you and, 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 and to your family, you know God is in control. That God will not leave you nor forsake you. That God is on top of everything. Amen. No matter what will happen in this, in this coming election or whatever will happen in your career or okay, what will happen to your children, you know God is on top of things. This is why Jesus began to ask the question and, and He asked this simple question to His disciples in Matthew 16 verse 13 to 14. Make it anuan po ang Panginoon. Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, in fact, I went to this place two years ago. He asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Okay? Parang Pinoy din, ano? Kahit ano na lang, okay? Pag tinanong mo, kahit ano na basta may sagot, okay? This conversation and this uh, interaction took place outside of Jerusalem. Okay, and I've been I, I I've been in in, in this uh, place, okay, which is a pagan city. Before 
they named their city as uh, Caesarea Philippi. It was known as what? Okay, the city of Pan. Because this is, okay, where they worship the Pan God. And this is where we derive the word pantheism, that God is everything and everything is God. God is everything and everything is God, which is really not in the Bible. This is not how we believe who God is. This is why God would want to what? To discuss and interact with his disciples because he knows this is a hot topic. How many of you here, you are at times intrigued with Christ that he wants controversial issues? And if you look at the whole chapter, okay, he said to them, but who do you say that I, uh, I am? Simon Peter replied, Okay. You are Christ, the Son of the Living God. Tumpak ang kasagutan. Okay. The reason why he asked this question because okay he knows that in fact more than just okay asking people who he is, he is in a pagan city. Did you know this question took place okay when he was right in front of this structure? Behind the structure, long before, there are gods that are placed on this structure. People would put their own gods like Zeus, Venus, Aphrodite, Mercury, or, or Percy Jackson. No, I'm just kidding, okay? It's not in... Or Madonna. <laughs> I'm just kidding, okay? And God was simply saying, behind me are gods. Who do you think I am? It was a controversial question. And I believe with all my heart today... And how we go about our daily living, that is the question. Do you really know Jesus or do you know things about him? Do you know and believe Jesus or you have certain informations concerning who he is? There's a huge difference. This is why the Apostles' Creed is a declaration that I believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who was conceived by the... Holy Spirit, it speaks of His divinity. In fact, just like what we've mentioned in John chapter 1 verse 1, in the beginning was the? And the Word was with? And the Word was? Jesus is God, the Bible says. So it is important for us to know that Jesus is divine and He is fully God. How many of you are thankful that God is God? Do you understand? Because we know that we are what? We are part of His kingdom and we know that we are in a winning team, right? Nobody wants to be part and be proud of a losing team. Nakita na ba kayo ng mga taong talunan? Natuwang-tuwa dahil talunan sila. <laughs> talunan ako. <laughs> Nobody would brag about it. And because we know that God okay, is always in the winning team, that He's in control of everything. Okay? That He is the eternal Son of God, who is equal to God Himself. He was with God and was God. He created everything. And because He is fully God, He has divine power and absolute authority. How many of you here are thankful that God is your partner every step of the way? That you have a powerful God, an individual who is full of authority, and He's on your side. That's the God that we serve. You know what? I want to tell you this, okay? There are times, okay, I, I, I want to inf uh, let you know that I love basketball, but basketball doesn't love me. <laughs> I did try my best, and I found out one thing, that if you're not good, if you can play, you display. <laughs> but more than that, is that it's good to pick the right teammates. Do you understand? 
So every time I would, I would, I would play basketball, I would always, okay, do my, my research concerning the people that are part of, 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 of my crowd. So that eventually, okay, I'll be part of the winning team. This is what I feel when I came to know the Lord. That when you hand your life over to God, you think you're losing. You just don't have any idea. That in Christianity, surrender means not for you. To, to, to give up your right. You're not just simply saying that I'm giving up on, on my rights. I am simply saying that God, okay, I don't want to run my life. I'm handing it over to you because you know what you're up to. That's the kind of devotion that God is asking from us. That He walk in divine authority. Spoke to the storm. When was the last time you talked to the storm? Not the, the, the superhero, okay? Storm. Yeah. But, but, but in Baguio, yung, yung Unos, did I say it right? He spoke to the storm. I'm telling you right now, storm, stop. In the name of love. No, 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 that's not in the Bible, okay? He just, okay, told the storm to stop. Raise the dead. Isn't it amazing? Amazing, okay? Heal the sick, cast out evil spirits. In fact, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 55, it's written right there. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? And it was just something that I read for the past few years, and I realized when Jesus Christ was crucified and He died, resurrected from the grave, this was His question, I believe so. Death, is that the only thing that you can do to me? Yan lang kaya mo? Lampa. Do you understand? Because he was trying to question, that, is that the only thing that you, you can't stop me? You can do better than that. I, I can't help but, but be reminded the day that I was offended by someone and I felt bad of what he did to me. But if you look at the perspective of God, we should not be offended. And if people will offend us, we're human. We feel that. But when people would offend us, we can tell them, you can do better than that. You can't get into my nerves. Why? There is no power. And there is nothing that you can do to influence my temperament. Jesus Christ looked into death square in the eye. Is that what you can do? Is that the only thing that you can do? I want to tell you a story right here. Of a paralytic in Matthew chapter 9 verse 2 to 4. And behold some people brought to him a paralytic. Say the word paralytic. You know what a paralytic is right? Look at the person on your left. That's not a paralytic okay? <laughs> Lying on a bed. And when Jesus saw their faith he said to the paralytic. Okay? Now when you write not imagine what a paralytic is. I, I love when I'm reading the Bible I would imagine. Okay how would Jesus Christ interface with them? Take heart my son. The exact translation of the word, take heart, my son, be happy. Now imagine with me, happy. It's a paralytic suffering from a, from a disease. And Jesus Christ is simply saying, take heart, be happy, be of good cheer. Cheer. And I realize one thing. God doesn't see his condition. And for some of you here that are discouraged of your condition, God doesn't see our conditions or our condition. We don't, God doesn't see our situation. God sees a what? A future version of who you are. He sees the future. That He doesn't see you as somebody who's lazy. He sees you hardworking. He doesn't see you ugly. He sees you better than that. 
I'm positive. I'm positive. <laughs> this is why, okay, your sins are forgiven. And behold, some of the scribes said to themselves, this man is blaspheming. Because only God can forgive. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts and said, why do you think evil in your hearts? In verse 5, or which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven or to say rise and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority. Say the word authority. authority. On earth to forgive sins. He then said to the paralytic, rise up, pick up your bed and go home. Okay? And the reason why he can say that, that you're done with this, you're healed, because God knows that his problem is not just his condition. His paralysis, his problem is sin. And it was sin that caused him to be sick. So God has to forgive him first. Do you understand? Which is the very cause of his sickness. This is why I'm telling you right now, the God that you serve, the God that you love, and the God that loves you is in control of your life. Is in control of our situation. Jesus is Lord. Amen. This is why only God has the power and the authority to forgive and save us. He did not only heal the disease, but, cause, but the cause of the disease. Only God can do such thing. More than just the power and the authority and how divine God is. Let me tell you one thing. There's more. Amen. Look at the person in your life. Tell the person, there's more. Okay? And Christ did not only come to address all of our issues. So if you're here right now, I have so many issues, Pastor, I'm going to church, I need to be perfect, I need to be, uh, to be acceptable to the people in church, because I'm not religious just like you. No, 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 God loves you so much, God is inviting you to come in. That God did not only come because you're sick, God did not only come to forgive you of your sins, the Bible says there's more, the Word became flesh, and made His dwelling among us. Can you still remember what I have uh, mentioned earlier? That God did not see only our frailty and all our iniquities and sins. That yes, He was willing to forgive, but He was simply saying, there is a requirement. And the requirement is for me to relate to these people. Somebody told me roughly about 20 years ago, if you are an ant, God will become an ant just to tell you how much He loves you. You understand? This is why part of the creed is that he was born of the Virgin Mary. This is a picture of what? Of his humanity. That God is fully man. God came into this planet, became flesh and made his dwelling among us because man is in a sinful state. In order for us to repay our sins, somebody has to be introduced. Somebody has to come in, in a sinless state. God cannot say, I'm still God and I want to die for humanity. Man sinned against God. I'm asking that man should also pay for the penalty of sins. And Christ came. Volunteered, whether you like it or not. Paid for our sins. Because he is only and the only person who is qualified because of his nature. Though he's a man, he is sinless. For there is one God and there is one mediator. And some of you here are saying, Pastor, pare-pareho lang yan. Maraming daanan, isang Diyos lang. Okay? Isang kadumaan. Because the last time we checked the Bible, okay, Jesus is the way. 
the truth, the life. Pastor, kahit sa SLEC, sa service road, iisa lang yan. He's the only way. You understand? Because some of us, we want to appease everything in order for us to be validated. But no. God is simply saying, I'm not, I'm, I'm not just a supreme being. I am Jesus. And you need me in your life. And the beauty that Christ came as a man is not just because He wants to relate with you. He, he's, he did not only come to interact with you. He did not only offer His body. But the Bible is clear, for we do not have a high priest. You know what the high priest did in the Old Testament? To offer sacri- sacraments. <laughs> Sacrifice! This high priest is unable to what? To sympathize with our weaknesses. But we have one who has been tempted in every way. We have a high priest who knows our present condition. You're saying, I need money. No, you need forgiveness. I need a boyfriend. No, you need forgiveness. The reason why, and there's nothing wrong, that you do ask God for these things, it's valid, but God sees the condition of your heart. The reason why you're like that, because of sin. Some of us, I want, to, I want to be rich so I can help other people. If you look at right now the condition of your heart, that's not really your motive. You want to be rich so you can brag. That's sin. God is not against what we desire. He's against our sinful nature. And He's simply saying, yes, I can provide, but let me address that sin in your life. Because the reason why you're in trouble, because of that sin. I will address your transformation, but let me address the sin first. Do you understand this? Yet was without sin. Only a human could sympathize with our weaknesses and temptations. In his humanity, Jesus was subjected to all trials and hurts and pains. But he wants to paint a picture. I can sympathize with you. I know what you're going through. It takes a man a sinless man, to know the condition of our hearts. This is why I love God. That I know He is fully divine. Yes, Lord God, You're divine. You're in control of this sickness. Lord, I want it right now. And you're simply worshiping a God and praying to a God, Lord, do you really understand what I'm going through? Yes, God is in control but he is simply communicating. I know what you're going through because he's also 100% man. Lord, I want you to bless me with, with, with all the blessings and all the financial breakthroughs I want because you are a God who's in control, who's divine, right? But while waiting, you can't complain to God. You don't understand. Do I really have to wait? God is simply saying, yes, I can give you and grant your request, but I've been through. A process as well of waiting. I waited for you to be back home. And wherever you are, in whatever phases and seasons you are in, we have a God and we have a Father. We have a man who knows our present condition. So you can't complain because God knows what you're going through. There is a man, he wants to sympathize. And it was also him because of his sacrifice satisfied what the law is asking from us the law is simply saying that we die 
and we should be punished because of our sins. But the Bible is clear in Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 to 5. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of woman, 100% man, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. The reason why nagkatawang tao po ang Panginoon, because in becoming fully human, it was His way of snatching you away from the dark. God is divine. But to snatch you away from the dark, he has to sacrifice himself. But he was willing to do so. Because only a sinless man could redeem a sinful man. This is why I'm forever grateful. That if you see me worshiping here, not because I'm a pastor, it's required of us to raise our hands and in the middle of the song, I should cry because I'm a pastor. No, the reason why I'm shouting, I'm amazed. Because there's nothing in you that will give God a reason to save you. Look at the person on your left. Just look at that person. Come on now. He is a Christian, so trust me. I know that you love the person on your left or on your right. But to die for that, that person, that's another story. You, I will die? But Christ did not think twice. Because he wants to both sympathize and satisfy the requirement of the law. And he paid it in full. So if you're telling me right now, thank you Lord for the free gift of salvation. Amen? From your vantage point, from your perspective, from your angle, it's free. But from the perspective of Christ, it's not. So the cliche that the gift of salvation is for free is partially right. But not fully right because somebody paid for it. How many of you here? Okay, you have experience. Somebody went out of his way to bless you with something. Libre na kita. Anong sagot mo? Wag na. Have you done that? I usually do that. I'm guilty. Yung bubunot, okay? Ako na, ako na. Ikaw rin, bubunot ka rin. Wala ka nang bubunotin. Pero parang bubunot ka, parang... At the end of the day, it's his loss, right? It's better to give than to receive. But at the end of the day, it is his expense, not mine. So don't you ever tell me, Lord, I can live my life because I'm saved. But remember this, somebody spent something, his one and only son, for your sins. And I hope you don't understand that God was not happy when his son was hanging on the cross. But his son was willing because your face, your name, and your sins are on his body. But that's the only way. This is why Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 to 7. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Who though he was in the form of God. Say the word God. Amen. Jesus is God. Did not count equality with God. A thing to be grasped. He went down. Interacted with all of us by the back of his head. He was simply saying, I'm God. But there are times I should not be God. He did not relinquish his, what? God-like features and nature. But emptied himself. He was still God, though he emptied himself. By taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And what, how many of you here, because of your creative mind that, that you, you did imagine, what if I'm a dog? How many of you here once in a while would, would ponder and would take time, roughly about three, four days, to just ponder? 
of becoming like a dog or a cat or a fish. Diba? He would file a vacation leave just, just to ponder. I want to allocate three days just to ponder what if I'm a dog, I'm a dog, I'm a dog. Ooh. Nobody would do that in his right mind. Because your appetite might be, right? Might be like a dog, okay? I would rather think that probably I'm an angel. Do you understand? But, but to be a dog lord than, than your present state, you would never think such thing. Though at times you can, you can imagine, but no way. I can't be a dog. I mean, I can't be called Bantai. I mean, there's a better name. Why call your dog Bantai? I mean, but nobody would in his right mind. But I'm telling right now, God became man. That's the hardest thing to do. Another example. I don't know if, you're, if you've done this. You're size 36 and you're trying your best to fit into 34. Pag huminga ka, nakakamatay yung butones mo. Patay. Nobody. You're trying your best, but it's not. You have to do something. It takes a miracle. Even God would, 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 would find it funny, right? You should, you should, you have, you have to face the fact that truth will set. You're free, right? I'm 36, 36. Oh, I'm free, 36, 36. Yeah. It wasn't easy for God to be a man. It's not his nature. And the reason why he was able to do it, because his thinking of John, or, or Carlo, or, or, or Francis, or, or, or Matthew, or, or, or your name, or Christine, or Madeline, Rodrigo. I mean, he was his thinking of, it's not easy to, to fit in, right? There was a time two months ago, I want to really lose weight. I'm desperate. So for about a week, my wife has been preparing salads and... You know, the, the, the routines of, of, of losing weight. And I was, I was convinced I will lose weight because of what I'm eating. But deep inside my soul, I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm, I don't like this. <laughs> but I want to look good, right? <laughs> and what after a week of doing so, I, I, how did the blue? I just threw everything. I will eat starting today what I want. <laughs> and all of us will die eventually. Do you understand? You have these reasons in your mind. Because I'm trying my best to be like one, but I'm not totally convinced in my heart. Ladies and gentlemen, the reason why God was effective because He was so convinced in His heart, in His mind, in His whole being, I would die for you. No matter what your response will be, I will relinquish my God-like features and nature. I will stop acting like God and suffer for you and with you. Because I love you so much. The reason why I can say God is powerful because in all His power, He was able to stop Himself from using His power. If you were given an opportunity for five minutes to have all the power in this world, I am convinced that you will use that power for your advantage. If you have that power, hahanapin mo yung nanloko sa'yo. Talagang... Gaganti akong kalbong to. Do you understand? Why are you looking at me? And why? Because you know you have what it takes. But Christ, He has what it takes. Do you have any idea how hard to have that kind of power and choose to keep your mouth shut? Because in keeping your mouth shut, you will redeem humanity. Christ put us first and gave up His privileges. He became a man. 
and born in the likeness of man. Because he wants to save him. He was willing to relinquish, stop, prevent, say no to his godlike nature. Because that's the only way that you realize how much he loves you. And Christ kept his existence as a man in this planet, ended with a bang. When he called to his father in Matthew 27, 46. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It was a loss from our perspective probably. But from his perspective, it is a win. He was forsaken, yes. Christ was forsaken as a picture that he was human. He felt the rejection. But did you know that in his rejection, you're accepted? That in his state, though it wasn't easy for the father to see his condition, somebody is going back home. Somebody will be invited to the garden as Adam and Eve has been thrown out of the garden. Somebody is on his way to becoming a child of God. Christ was forsaken. Isn't this amazing that for our sake He made Him to be sin who knew no sin. This is my illustration. He doesn't have any concept or idea how to be a sinner. Let me ask all of you, do you have an idea of how to become a dog or a fish or a cat? Nobody. You have seen these things, but you don't have any idea how to become like one. How much more with a God who doesn't have any clue of what sin is? For some of us here, to commit a sin will probably take time. It's hard though you're imperfect to do imperfect things. I know we sin once in a while, but as a Christian, to sin is at times, it's hard. Though we're imperfect, it is expected of us to be imperfect because we are imperfect. But for a perfect God to be imperfect, pipilitin niya talaga yung sarili niya. Kaya mga kapatid, isn't that amazing that the Christ that was forsaken, the God that was forsaken, is the same God who has forgiven all our sins. When the law states, I need you to pay this humanity, Christ volunteered, let me pay for it. So this humanity can be forgiven. I will use my human-like nature to sacrifice in behalf of men so that you have the right to be invited into my family. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. Don't just know God and know things about God up here. Believe in your heart because the Bible in Romans 10, 9 says, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be. How many of you here are thankful that you're saved? And it doesn't end there. For with a heart, one believes in your heart and is justified. And with a mouth, one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in Him 
Say this with me. For everyone who believes in Him will not be put to shame. This is why I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. As 100% man and 100% God. So if you're asking God for anything, Lord, I need financial breakthroughs. Because He is 100% God. He will and He can. And if you are in a season that you're praying for your financial breakthroughs, just like what I mentioned a while ago, and you're waiting, Lord, when is it going to come? Take heart, be of good cheer. You have a Father who knows your predicaments. That while you're waiting, the Father and Jesus has waited for quite some time as well. As 100% man. He knows that you are in need. But you have to go through the process. Because He can relate. Because He is 100% God and 100% man. Now I want you to imagine with me. What if Jesus is just 50% God? He can only carry out certain things. Pag ang sakit natin, lagnat, ubo, hika, kayang-kaya, pag-cancer, Lord, you're only 50% God. You don't have what it takes. Do you understand? Pag nasaktan tayo, Panginoon, talagang, palagi na lang ganito, iniiwan ako. If he's 50% man, Lord, ramdam mo yung sakit, pero you, you don't have any idea. That he has to be 100% man in order for him to fully comprehend the pains, the agonies, the hurts, even before, during, and after. It is because of that that he was prepared to go to the cross and sacrifice for our sins and be forgiven by God. Ladies and gentlemen, God deserves and Jesus Christ deserves all the applause because He alone has been forsaken so that we can be forgiven. So when you go out there and you worship God and you rejoice in who He is today, stating that Jesus is the Lord will have new meaning. That He is for me, He is not against me. That He will be with me every step of the way. There is meaning when we declare that He is fully divine and fully human. Because you know everything that He did was for your sake, for your advantage, for your benefit. Can we give God a glory right now? Can we give Him the applause? Can we bow our heads and close our eyes? Heavenly Father, we rejoice that your decision to be fully divine to be fully human, did benefit all of us. So Lord, give us the faith to trust you. And to honor you. And be devoted to you. So if you're here right now, as we bow, all of us coming out, all of us, can we bow our heads? And if you're believing, asking God, Lord, give me an ever, ever increasing faith. I want you to raise your hand. Just raise your hand. You're saying, God, I want to know Jesus that I never knew. Some of you here have been a Christian for quite some time. You, you, you thought you know God. No, you don't have any idea. You don't have a lifetime to comprehend who Jesus is. So I want you to just raise your hand as high as you can. And I want you right now to just accept this, receive this. Lord, I pray 
that they will be introduced to Jesus. I speak for right now that each and every person in this room and the people that are raising their hands, they will have an intimate moments with the Lord Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, right now, move. And you speak into their hearts. I pray right now that you refresh them. That they will know you in an intimate way, not in a religious way. That as long as I'm coming to church, I'm fine. No, no, no. There's more to just going to church. God wants you to know that He loves you so much. And every single day, God is simply saying that I want you to experience the love of Jesus for you. And I want you right now to say, Lord, I receive a reboot, a reset in my relationship with you. I want to know you. And I want to experience the love that you have for me. Every single day. You can put down your hands. As we bow our heads and close our eyes, if you're saying right now, I want to know Jesus. I want to follow Jesus. Today, I'm tired. Pagod na po ako, Panginoon. I've been doing things according to what I think is right. But today, I'm dropping everything. And I want to start all over again. Panginoon, gusto ko ng bagong panimula. I want to follow Jesus. I know I'm not ready. I'm not yet perfect. You'll never be. I'm not yet fixed. Panginoon, napakasama po ng buhay ko. And I want to tell you, it's not an accident why you're here. Hindi po aksidente na nandito ka sa pagtitipong ito. God has a purpose and a plan for your life. So if you want and you start, bagong panimula kasama ang Panginoon. And He's the only one that can alter the, the course of your life. If you want Jesus to come in so He can start all over again, just pray this prayer after me. Say this after me. Jesus, I accept you in my heart as my Lord and Savior. I repent. Humihingi ako ng kapatawaran. I repent from all known sins and I want to follow you for the rest of my life. Thank you, Jesus, that I can start all over again. Thank you for listening to one of our podcasts. We hope it blesses and inspires you to honor God and make disciples. For more messages like these or to access other resources, please visit victory.org.ph or download the Victory app for free on the iTunes Store or Google Play. If you would like to share a story of God's faithfulness in your life, please visit victory.org.ph slash mystory.